from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This is Jennifer Gavin at the Library of Congress. Late September will mark the 13th year that book lovers of all ages have gathered in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the written word at the Library of Congress National Book Festival. The festival, which is free and open to the public, will be two days this year, Saturday, September 21st, and Sunday, September 22nd, 2013. The festival will take place between 9th and 14th Streets on the National Mall, rain or shine. Hours will be from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturday the 21st, and from noon to 5.30 p.m. on Sunday the 22nd. For more details, visit www.loc.gov bookfest. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Joyce Carol Oates, whose latest novels are The Accursed and Evil Eye, Four Novellas of Love Gone Wrong. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. One of your latest books, The Accursed, is the final book in a quintet you actually wrote several years ago. Did you hold off on publishing this last volume to build suspense? No, not at all. I had written a a series of novels in the 1980s, maybe late 1970s, and this one was finished in 1984, and I probably put it away for a while, then took it out again and reread it, which is what I usually do, and thought I would revise it, which is my usual method, is to revise after a few months. But then when I was working on it, I didn't feel that I quite liked the structure, I didn't like the voice, or something didn't seem to be crystallizing. So for the next couple of decades, I would I worked on it now and then. I would take it out and look at it and try to work on it. Maybe I'd do 10 pages, 40 pages. Then I'd sort of give up and go back to some other project. But then in 2011, in the winter, I remember working on it again. And this time I had a different voice, I had a different title, and, of course, President Obama was president of the United States. The first time in history we have a black president. And since the novel is about racism in America, it was very, very timely and appropriate. I see. It's fascinating that something would evolve over such a long period of time. It never happened to me before. That's the only time in my life I've had such an experience. It was always there in the back of my mind, and I would go into this other room in the house, sit down, and start to work on it, and then it just didn't somehow crystallize, and I would give up. This went on for years and years and years. Tell us a little bit about Evil Eye, Four Novellas of Love Gone Wrong. That's also out now uh, by you. Evil Eye is a collection of novellas, and they're all written within the past two or three years. That's a much more contemporary work, and there are four novellas, as, as it's indicating, and there are sort of mystery stories. You don't really know what's going to happen. And the protagonist can be a young woman, for instance, and she may have married unwisely. Or in one instance called The Execution, the protagonist is a young man who really wants to, he wants to murder his parents, and it doesn't really turn out the way he has intended. Sounds fascinating. Um, I'm waiting to dig in on these. You've published more than 100 titles over your most fruitful career, and you've managed to become pretty adept with social media, even though you write novels in longhand. What would you have to say to a writer just starting out who may not encounter a publishing industry or even readers remotely like the scene that you found when you won the National Book Award for them? Yes, it is different today. For one thing, creative writing and writing memoirs is is really uh, taught in, say, in high school, maybe even in 
in middle school in a way it never was when I was in school. Creative writing was a sort of unusual subject you might take in college, and there were just a few creative writing workshops, notably at Iowa and Columbia University, but really very few. Today, writing, especially creative writing or memoir writing, is happening all over, and people are writing on blogs. Young people have their own blogs. So it's, it's an age in which people are writing much more than they were in the past. What do you think this means for the reader? I mean, it seems there are uh, some different ways you can now obtain uh, published works. Um, publication may mean something different than it used to. Yes, it's a very complex question and a very interesting question. The old-fashioned way of revering a published book, spending a lot of money on the production of a book, a hardcover book, with a very big ad campaign and sending a writer around to cities, that probably is waning. The, the book tour is not what it was decades ago because of social media. And if, if you're on Twitter, for instance, people can read about where you're going to be giving a reading or maybe they can buy books directly on Facebook, I'm not sure, or they could buy books from a website. They don't even have to journey anywhere. You know, and they can certainly buy books from Amazon. So it is a different world. Well, I suppose that's my idea of nirvana being buried among my books, never having to go out of the house to ever <laughs> get any, but maybe not. <laughs> um, do, you, do you read e-books? That's the big difference. Yes, I have. E-books or Kindle. Yeah, I've, I've begun, but I am one of those people who still loves to have the book in my hands, the, yes, the physical book. Yes, me too. Book. I will read from a Kindle if I'm traveling. My husband has an iPad, but I much prefer to have a book, and I even underline and take notes, which I can't do as well with an e-book. Now, you've taught writing for many years, but word is that you will be retiring from your longtime post at Princeton before too long. Would you consider guiding would-be writers through some other format, some kind of social media, perhaps, a blog or something like that? No, I'll still be teaching maybe one workshop at Princeton or at NYU. Or I will be teaching at NYU in the spring, and I'm teaching at Stanford in the spring of 2015. When somebody retires, that means retiring from a full-time faculty position. But that doesn't mean the person will not just show up and teach a workshop. We have former university presidents teaching at Princeton. They teach seminars, like one, cor- you know, one class a week. Neil Rudenstein, who, when he retired as president of Harvard, he came back to Princeton was teaching a freshman seminar. So it's not unlikely, it's not uncommon, and that's probably what I'll be doing. Well, the real kernel of my question, actually, the, the hidden thing and it was to find out where people can get at you because I'm sure your legions of fans who want to know what you have to give in the way of wisdom will now know where to come and find you. Well, I will be at Princeton, but I'll also be teaching, as I said, at NYU, Stanford, and I can imagine teaching somewhere else because when you're not committed to one university, of course, you can travel. I had a wonderful course at UC Berkeley in the spring, 17 undergraduate writers, and they were very lively and it was quite different. The atmosphere is very different from Princeton. And that was a good example of, of going away, which I had not done for many, many years, to teach at another campus. It was very, very rewarding. Sounds wonderful. 
We've been hearing from author Joyce Carol Oates, who will appear on Sunday, September 22nd at 1.50 p.m. in the Poetry and Prose Pavilion at the National Book Festival on the National Mall. Ms. Oates, thank you very much. Thank you. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.